Right. So just quickly on Giroud, um, he does keep looking at me and it's, it's just hard to resist. I find him <laughs> to be a tempting option in more ways than one. Um, Are we still talking football here? Are we still yeah. talking football here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked. Brave amigos are we, brother to brother, and every one, a brave amigo. Wherever they need us, our destinies lead us, amigos, we're always together. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Three Amigos FBL Show. I'm your host, FBL Marple, and alongside me, as always, is my amigo Mars. Dale, unfortunately, couldn't make it tonight, but saving the day is the Irish Aussie, our amiga, Kylie. Welcome to the show, Kylie. Hi, Don. Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to talking about double game week action once more. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's great. Uh, it's a few weeks since we've had you on, so uh, tell us, how have you been getting on and how has your FBL season been going? It's been good, actually. I think the last time I was on uh, pre-34, I had had a bit of a slump. So I was sort of circa 40K and just kept yo-yoing a bit. But I've actually had uh, quite a good couple of weeks since then. Um, I'm currently at about 13K overall. And so building nicely. Last week, I ended up on, I think it was 52 points, which, you know, uh, it was decent. It was annoying because I swear half of my 35 free hit team scored in the wrong week, which was frustrating. But I think that impacted on loads of people. But uh, for me, at the moment, I'm really focused on my mini leagues. I think I've mentioned in the past that I have a main mini league and a head-to-head with family and friends. And I'm currently in a tussle with my boyfriend for first place in both. And we ended game week 35 in the main league on equal points, which seems incredibly unlikely when you're talking about like 2,100 or whatever it is points. So we were equal, but I took 14 points out of him this week and I'm on top for both. So I was probably really obnoxious, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, It'll be a close finish though. Unfortunately, he's not terrible at it. So that makes it difficult. Hopefully you'll uh, hopefully you'll be able to beat them by the end of the season. So tell us, Marzi, how was Game Week 36 for you? Yeah, Game Week 36 was okay. Um, I finished with 47 points. It's not bad considering I had no city players, which was my plan. Um, I was relying a bit on the Spurs boys to do a bit more. But uh, yeah, I can't complain. My my plan is in place. I always said it's about the mini league, so just like Kylie. So for me, it's all about the mini league. Um, I'm currently top by five points. I think 10 game weeks ago, I was 50 points behind. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with the plan, but it's all going to come down to, well, it could potentially come down to the triple captain because we both uh, saw the three people at the top or yeah, the three people that are quite close to each other have got the triple captainship left. And then if we all choose the same player, then it's going to be the differentials or maybe game week 38. So it should be fun because we're all meeting up for game week 38 and it's going to be quite tense and tight and hopefully at least Liverpool will make me a bit more relaxed unlike last season and <laughs> not take it to the last game. You're getting seriously stressed on Twitter, Mars, with your um, 
your uh, your your rants at Liverpool fans. <laughs> I, I think they're the most oh. entertaining in the world. But uh, that, lads, Saturday, I, uh, on, that performance that performance on Saturday was sh- shocking. Let's be honest. But anyway, we, we're now guiding to Liverpool. This is an FPL show. <laughs> yeah, but we, I think I think uh, Kylie, I think we can call that one his moan of the week. Unless you've actually got another moan of the week, Mars, for us, have you? I was, yeah, that um, I was like going... Well, 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 well. <laughs> well he, in, there's in no sub, shortage in support, of moaning. In support of my brother, in support of my brother, who got the assist, and in honour of two of the best brothers in the Premiership, it goes like this: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 it's all about really how many Man City, Spurs and perhaps Man United players we uh, we want to fit into our teams. Let's look at Man City. First of all, of course, they've wrapped the title up. But what players, the rotation has always been something that we've been kind of looking at with, with uh, Pep and seeing who is actually going to be safe for game time. Kylie, coming to you first. What Man City players um, do you think right, can you rely on for the double game week and and potentially for game week 38 as well? What players do you like and who are you kind of staying away from? Right. I think that there's a caveat to probably most double game week players, but especially with City. If we're going to take some lessons learned from double game week 34, there were a lot of surprise benchings there. We saw it with United, Lukaku, Sanchez and so on. And we know that we have always known that Man City, once they won, were going to be subject to a degree of rotation. I think that we can say that the the key players, your Sterling, you know, maybe Sane, KDB, Jesus, all of these people, people who have been key to that title winning team will play in the Huddersfield match because I believe that's when they're being presented with the trophy. So we are making an assumption there, but it seems fair to say that they will play that match. The Brighton match, I think that we will see rotation. I think that it is next to outside of making an assumption regarding Jesus I think that it is next to impossible to feel assured of two games for any of their players. But I think that they are in such form that they warrant selection regardless. I mean, who's to say that Sterling, just because he plays one match as opposed or one match and maybe a bit, possibly two, we don't know. But if you go in thinking, okay, he's going to play one, he may come off the bench for the second one. Do I think that he can deliver points as compared to a Mares who might play both matches but deliver me nothing? Yes, I do think that he can. It, his form is unbelievable at the moment. He's got three goals and seven assists in like the last six matches. So I, I just think that you need to base it on what your goal is. So if you're quite high up in the ranks, or if these players are quite highly owned in your mini leagues, I think you need to be looking at Jesus and Sterling. Sterling for his explosiveness. Jesus, because for the last few games he's been playing, he has been delivering consistently, albeit not double-digit returns. They are the 
most likely going to be the highly owned players for this game week. And I think that you should just get them in. Arguably, if you are looking to climb up ranks or looking at differentials, then maybe consider Sane. Personally, I wouldn't be looking at KDB, even though he might be somewhat assured of time. He's just, no one's going to deny he's a phenomenal player, but it's not translating into FPL points at the moment. He's only got a couple of assists in like the last six weeks. I know he was benched at one point, but it doesn't stack up compared to other midfielders there who are cheaper than him. Yeah, brilliant stuff, um, Kylie. The, the, I think the Sané the Sané shout is um, I, whenever I've seen him playing, I would love to own him. But um, I think, as you mentioned, Sterling has definitely he's killed me. Uh, um, I haven't owned him recently, and um, he just looks brilliant every time he's playing. Um, he's and and for the price he is and everything like that. It's um, but I would agree staying away from KDB. Um, one thing, Mars, come to you actually on Man City. You can give me, um, you can give us your your take on the attacking players. But Otamendi, of course, is the Man City player who I put the curse on earlier on the season, and I did it again because I got him in a couple of game weeks ago, and he's barely played a minute and has done nothing. Um, so, what's your thinking on the defensive options from City, and also on the at- attacking guys? You ended my love affair with Otamendi, by the way. Like, just, just, just to put <laughs> I know, that out I know. there. <laughs> um, you know, I was, I was just going to say, I fully agree with what Carly said, and I've got a few bits to add. So the defense, it's good you asked me about that because when you asked who would you stay away from, absolutely, I would stay away from the defenders. We don't know. He's got so many fullbacks and so many centre backs. It could be a combination of any four. Right, like there's so many options out there. We can hazard a guess. As Kylie said, I think the first game of 37, I think he'll put the strongest team out. He'll put the captains or company as long as he's fit. Because when I saw him missing, he wasn't my plans. My plans was to bring uh, Jesus Sterling and company, for example, right? And then I saw company was missing, and some people said he might be injured or stuff. So we just need to keep an eye out. But I would imagine he would play. Now that he's missed, the, some of the guys that are usually play play playing and didn't play against West Ham will probably start. So Silva, I would imagine he will start. That's David Silva. I think he'll he'll come back from Spain for for the trophy anyway, right? Company. Um, but then if if you look at the at the other players, so like I said, in defence you you stay away. But then, you know, I think it really depends on what you want to do. Like Kylie mentioned. If you're chasing or not, but also depends on your mini league. So let me use my, my example. The guy chasing me has Jesus and Sterling. There's absolutely no way I'm going to the double game week with him chasing me and I don't have those players. It's just suicidal because he, he, he caught up on me. Well, not caught up. We, we kind of both battling, but I didn't have them for 36. So it's, it's, it's kind of equaled itself out when I had a good double game week 34 and 35. So it really depends on your situation. If you're chasing uh, a leader, if, you ch- if you're defending your, your, your mini-league, you need to look at, you need to be boring now. You know, we, we said, if you recall, we said a few times ago, when you're at the top, it becomes boring because it's about protecting your lead. Well, if you're now in the mini-league stages and near the end, you need to be boring if you're leading. And you need to look at ch- people chasing you or the people that you're chasing. And some of those big hitters, you need to copy and then hope that your differential players deliver. So in my case, I'll, I'm planning a minus eight. I always had Jesus and Sterling in mind anyway because, you know, they're explosive. I think Jesus might start 
both games, even though there's only three days. Sterling could play a game and a half and still outscore anybody who plays a double game, the way he's playing. Um, then the third player, I think, I'll, I, personally, I'm just going to stick with that attack for City because there's so many options. And go with players that you can, you know, if you have a KDB, you might not be able to afford the others. So, you know, I think people like Sterling, Sane, Silva, they, and, uh, Bernardo and uh, David, they're all affordable. You can actually have three with G, uh, two of those with G's, with Jesus and and uh, have money for for other players, big players. Yeah, I know, because one thing, I have got Gundogan. I got Gundogan in a few weeks ago, and he's done all right for the price he is. He's done fine. But now looking at the double game week, I don't think I'm going to drop Zaha to get in Gundogan for two fixtures. Um, like part of the uh, part of the thing with, with Man City, and I have Otamendi, which I think, as you mentioned, I think that moving away from the defensive options is the right way to go because of all the rotation back there. Um, I mean, the attacking players, and that's what uh, um, people need to obviously remember, is the attacking players don't necessarily need to have that many minutes in order to to contribute. Um, Jesus maybe just um, ha- is a little bit like of the Romelu Lukaku of uh, for Man City in terms of that he hasn't exactly been um, explosive in terms of double digit scores, but he has contributed pretty much consistently week in week out. He he, he um, has a team around him that will create so many chances, and mm. it just really depends on the day he can. He's, I can see him easily getting three or four just the, just that amount of chances that they create. Um, mm. But just one, one, one thing to add, if you do have a defender now and you need to make other moves, I wouldn't go selling a defend, a city a city player because he, you have to take that risk that most likely, look, there's going to be, there's two games. So, you know, they don't have 22, 22 players. He's not going to go 11 in one game and 11 in the other. So most of the players will have a chance of playing both games. It's just really unlucky if you pick three that then get rotated. So you need to you need to think that well, who's the most likely to play at least one game and then come on? So, for example, Bernardo Silva, for me, is a risk. He might play half a game in both games. Um, any of the kids, uh, people like Danilo, things like that. I do think people like Sterling, KDB, Silva, Jesus, uh, even Sane, now that he's rested, I think they will play at least one game. So those are the guys that you look at. I agree. Yep. I think I think you look at that Brighton match as a bonus. If you get any time from your player in that Brighton match, just look at it as a plus because we've seen from some of these guys that in one match, particularly a match like that Huddersfield one, they can all deliver really, really high points. So we have no guarantee who it will be in any given match, but half the time it's all of them contributing anyway. And so if you get that person coming off the bench for 15 minutes against Brighton, well, that's that's a bonus, I think. I just think it would be ridiculous to be super concerned about rotation to the point where you don't look at them and you consider only these so-called nailed players from other teams who may be rested surprisingly as well. And inferior yeah. teams, yeah. Great point, yeah. yeah. And we, we saw it in 34. There's going to be rotation. I said that. Before 34, I said it after 34, there's going to be rotation. So we just have to hope for the best and really deal with the rotation. It's just that it's just the type of the nature of the game. They really should listen to you a lot more and um, the world would be a better I, place. People I'm, should I'm not, I didn't want to say it. I, I did not want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, it's very true. I mean, the the thing the thing with double game weeks, people do um they do overestimate the amount of they're they're by double game weeks in general they're all their matches are always very close together. So you do have to just put up with it and just accept it. Nobody's ever going to really play 180 minutes, um and have you know and just you know you're going to get very you're going to get very lucky if if you do land on a player who played the 180 minutes and have stormers in both games. So um, we can just probably look at the fixtures and, like I said, try not to throw everything out of the pram when um, when one of our players gets rested or doesn't doesn't isn't in the starting lineup at the start of a game. But um, let's let's move on to the Spurs and um, Spurs are obviously another team that people have been planning around this double game week, having as many Spurs players as possible. They're away to West Brom and then they play Newcastle on the Wednesday night. Um, come to you first on this, Mars. Um, what's what's your thinking on Kane and Ali and Ericsson and Son in particular, who I know a lot of people have in, um, myself included. But um, what's your thinking on how they're looking for this double game week and looking even ahead to game week 38? Well, I think they're just going to go all out right now. They have nothing else to play for. And the fact that they are playing um, away from home will actually help them because they seem to even do better away from home sometimes. Uh, from what I've seen, you know, one game away from home, then they've got Newcastle at home. Um, Newcastle is safe. They are playing West Brom. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to make it back, right? So, um, and what I've noticed also is Spurs have got an extra day rest, right? They play Saturday and Thursday, whereas City play Sunday and Wednesday. So, I guess if you have those Spurs players, you keep them. Now, some people might have uh, triple Spurs and no City. Would you say, you know, do you, do you lose one of your Spurs to cover for City? Absolutely. I plan to do that. It just depends who. I'm keeping Kane. Kane's not going anywhere because he's just one of those guys that could just suddenly get three hat-tricks in the last three games. So he's going nowhere and then it depends who, who are triple captain. But between Ali and Sonso, who, who I have the other two, one of them will go for a City, defend, uh, City midfielder because I feel that's justified. Um, even if the, the City defend um, midfielder only plays one game, Ali and Son could both be rested in one of the games. Um, and also, I just think City are more explosive, so I want to make sure that I have that covered. Um, see, the Spurs do have—they uh, haven't actually kept a lot of clean sheets until yesterday, uh, but they do have, you know, um, I want to say a couple of easy games. But West Brom at home is never West Brom away is never easy. Um, I wouldn't go out buying their defenders right now. I would look more at their attackers. I, I love the, you know, the Ericsson, Ali, Son, Kate. If you don't have them, I would get some cover. Kylie, the, the like that's one thing with Spurs, right? As as um, Mars mentioned, they don't have anything other than the league to play for, and they're they're positioning in it. So they're kind of a little bit in the contrast with Man City. They're not as explosive. But you can probably rely on them not being rotated and not kind of um, Pochettino kind of has to keep going full steam ahead for the rest of the season. Um, what's your thinking on Spurs? Are you a Kane lady, or um, or are you planning on definitely having him and for double game week thirty-seven? I'm all in on Spurs attack at the moment. Um, I have Kane, Ali, and Son. I've had Son for a long time. Actually, I held him during his drought, but then got all of the goals, which was really good. Um, Kylie just copies my team, by the way. Just look at my team. (laughs) You copy mine. I'm convinced now. Um, 
No, in all seriousness, I think that you want to have Spurs attack. It's tricky because we know that Spurs are capable of beating teams 4-0 or whatever. We're not seeing that at the moment and they are somewhat restrained. So I think that we, we're not seeing the explosiveness that we are seeing with City. So I would echo what Mars is saying there. At the same time, I think even though there, there was a surprise benching of Ali in the previous double game week, I think that we would feel more comfortable that the likes of Ericsson and Ali would be relatively secure. Son, I think anyone who bought Son bought him on the basis that he would play one and start the other from the bench. I think if anyone bought him thinking that he would play back-to-back games kind of wasn't going in with their eyes open there because we know that there are, there's Lamella and um, Lucas Mora as well. So there is competition there. Son is a little bit concerning at the moment because he has gone off the boil a bit. He is really a performer at home and we didn't see that against Watford, which was a bit disappointing. Um, I, I mean, I don't care. I had to Ali score, so that, that worked for me. But I think I have three Spurs attackers. I don't think that three is necessary. It's just that for me, I can't change one of them. I have other fires to put out. But um, I would be prioritising City, a City mid at this point if you don't have one, and then looking at Spurs attack. So if you don't have Sterling, for example, I would say prioritise him. If you've got that covered and you're looking for another option and you have Kane already, then consider Ericsson or Ali if the budget can stretch to them because I do think that there's points there to be had. It's really difficult to know which one will deliver. They both do have recent form on their side. In terms of the defence, actually I had a look at clean sheets in the last six weeks and United, City and Spurs all have two clean sheets in the last six weeks. Now, these are amongst the top defences in the league I think it's quite telling that even in matches where we would have anticipated a clean sheet, we're not getting them because at this time of the year, it is the fact that defences just aren't doing the job. They are are conceding more frequently than we might have seen earlier. So there are teams on the beach. They're getting a little lackadaisical. I don't know. But I would be focusing on attack, and that is in general. I wouldn't be focusing too much on defence because we've seen a lot of heavy hitter defenders disappoint in recent weeks. That's not to say that there'll be no clean sheets, but I just think that there is a lot of points to be had in the attack. It's like you said, Don, you know, an attacking player doesn't need as much time, especially if they're of a certain calibre. They don't need as much time to get you points. They can come off the bench in a second match, for instance, and potentially get you a goal. So that's my view yeah. on Spurs, anyway. No, that's a that's a great point um, to do with the, the the lack of clean sheets and the lack of any points. And this time of the season, um, a lot of teams are in that position. They're they're lackadaisical. They're letting in goals, and there's a lot of teams they're coming up against, of course, that are fighting for their Premier League survival. So. 
they're throwing the kitchen sink right up to the final whistle. Um, you know, whereas the desperation probably isn't there and even people making mistakes at the back, they could have held out for the whole game and they're just, you know, letting it slip just at the very end. So, um, so it's a great point in terms of investing for these final games, trying to try to look at your team and probably if you are invested a little bit more in defense than what you'd like, um, readjust that. Um, we'll move on. Mars come or come to you first on this, Kylie, actually. Um, Man United was um was the next kind of team that we wanted to look at in detail. Um they have um a decent enough double game week fixtures coming up. First of all, they play at Brighton on um on this Friday night and then they wrap up the game week. So they have a decent double gap. They've uh, Thursday night they play away at West Ham. Um what's your thinking on the Man United assets? Lukaku looks like he actually might be out. So um I know Mars's favourite Rashford will be <laughs> will be definitely in people's sights. But um Pogba was my transfer in last week and he returned um a nice goal and three bonus points for me. But um what's your thinking on the Man United assets defensively and an attack? Are you kind of sticking with your your same game plan in terms of Spurs and Man City, all out attack, or are you more balanced when it comes to United? Oh, United, I have mixed feelings. Um, I have De Gea, who I'm very happy to have in my team, but I also have Bailly, who is basically the devil, and I hate him, and I hate Mourinho as well. So um, I'm, I'm storing a lot of a lot of resentment. I basically changed Smalling to Bayi, like many, about five minutes before the deadline on my wild card, and I've tried not to think about the points difference between Bayi and you Smalling. Have done it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, and um, it's the stuff of nightmares, to be honest. He is still in my team and he's going and I kind of want to create a voodoo doll in his honour right now. Um, (laughs) Smalling seems to be nailed. I mean, he's been playing 90 minutes since game week 23, I think it is. Um, So if you don't have De Gea or you fancy a double up, it could be that he plays both. There's still options there, which means that it's tricky. I mean, this is why no one had any real conviction that he would play both last time. We saw Valencia get rotated. So the defence is tricky. Um, In terms of attack, I had Lukaku, but I changed him to Jesus for game week 36. And that worked out well because Lukaku went off injured. Hard to know whether he will be fit in time even if it was a knock it's quite a short window Um, and you don't want to be holding a player like Lukaku at Lukaku's price if he's only going to play one because we do have options in and around that price in the striker positions the expensive strikers where we feel a degree more certainty about game time than we do in terms of the midfielders. So people who don't have Kane, there's Jesus, there's Aubameyang as an option. Um, I would certainly watch that space. Rashford is an interesting one. He's very cheap. Um, He doesn't have form necessarily. I think it was 
game week 30 when he scored two goals. But I blame he's Jose. Been... Only, only Jose is the only person to blame for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you because you got him in. Are you sure? Nope, nope. He has the potential, but Jose is just yeah, he's... back. Yeah, I, I think... Everyone will agree that he certainly has potential. Whether it see, it's hard to know if he will play both because arguably Sanchez could move up front. I mean, I don't know enough about Mourinho's game plan here, but we've seen Sanchez move up front for Arsenal. So there, there's options. There's Marshall. Uh, I would like to see Rushford get a lot of minutes over the next two. And I think if he did, he could be quite a lucrative buy. But I think it's tricky. Pogba, Pogba's another one. He does have some form, but he has been prone to getting hooked at like 57 or 58 minutes in recent times. And I wouldn't go near Sanchez. I don't care that he just got an assist. He's too expensive. He was benched in 34. I think that United attack is really tricky, really tricky. And the problem is we say that City is tricky, but the City midfielders, they're all just delivering the goods. doesn't matter how many minutes they get. United are not scoring as many goals. So if they score a goal or they go two up, and whoever I've got hasn't scored, do I feel confident that he's going to get something at that point? No, I don't. I think it's going to be Mourinho pulling out the bus. So, yeah, I'm I'm unconvinced outside of De Gea and maybe a gamble on Rashford. Yeah, I was just looking at my own team and uh, for Firmino, he's my only... He's, I was I was planning on keeping him, but um, with the game time risk, with the Champions League and hopefully a Champions League final to um, to plan for, Mars is going to kill me for saying that. But um, Rashford definitely he opens up an awful lot of possibilities due to how cheap he is, alongside say Aubameyang and Jesus or people who have um, Kane, of course, up there. It does open up the possibility of of really kind of upgrading one of the kind of the cheapest chips midfielders to De Bruyne or or Ericsson or someone like that, but uh, it's a uh, it's it's it'll be interesting because um, as you mentioned, I mean Rashford doesn't actually need when we have seen him when he gets on off the bench at all, he can't score even from that position. So um, I would be optimistic for for Mars's Rashford. That's what he's, well, that's what his well, real name is actually. His name is actually Mars's Mars's Rashford. <laughs> not Mars's well, Rashford. the funny thing is the plan was always to sell him for thirty seven. So watch, yeah, I, I will sell him, and then he will score two hat tricks. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, listen, I said I'm keeping Kane. Jesus is coming in, so either one of Rashford or Fardy will go. I'm just leaving it. Um, see what happens. If I get if, if with Rashford, I only have a certain amount of um, price rises that I can deal with. So then that means I have to keep him. If I don't have enough, I'm not going to threat. Then I'll just sell Vardy. And if I hear that soon. Lukaku's uh, out or not, then that might help with the decision. But yeah, I mean, listen, the reason I brought him in is to help me m- make other moves like Obama Yang and um, allowed me to bring three, you know, long. If I didn't bring Rashford, I would have had Barnes or Wood. I wouldn't have had to bring, I wouldn't ha- have space to bring Wood in, would have missed out on 10 points. See, it was calculated. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you're 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 a man with the plan, anyway, Mars. You know, uh, there's there's no one no one can doubt that um that you have a master plan and you stick to it, as you tell us week in week out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to last but not least, or maybe least, Chelsea. Um, they're they of course were a team that people were looking ahead to this game week 37 and thinking that we will all have Hazard as one of our most known players. But um, Kylie, what's your thinking on Chelsea? I know um, big, beautiful Olivier Giroud is um, is kicking ass up front. And um, but what's your thinking on Chelsea in general, and of course Hazard in particular? Right. So just quickly on Giroud, um, he does keep looking at me, and it's it's just hard to resist. I find him <laughs> to be a tempting option in more ways than one. Um, Are we still talking football? Are we still yeah. talking football? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, he hasn't done anything when he's played ninety minutes, which is really interesting. But he has been effective off the bench. Um, I think that he's not the cheapest. If you're going for a cheap option, he's eight point three, I think. But if Budget can allow, I think, that he could prove to be a lucrative gamble. Again, he's someone that I wouldn't assume would play or start both matches, but he does seem to be ahead of Morata in the pecking order at the moment. So if you're looking for a differential, he could be an interesting one. Hazard, for me personally, I wouldn't go there. I just think there's no denying his quality, but it is very difficult to pick him in the week that he will deliver. And a lot of people have been burnt this season because of that. So while he is well capable of delivering points in a double game week, I am not willing to spend circa $10 million to have him in my team. I feel that there are other midfielders who I would feel more assured of, regardless of game time. Yeah, I know. Um, as And as much as... I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. Part of my thinking was when I was actually looking at, um, as I mentioned, the uh, Rashford, say, for Firmino move, um, it would open up the kind of amount of money in midfield that would be enough for De Bruyne or for Hazard. And with my rank being so poor, it was it's one of them kind of things that I could potentially look at as a real risky one. But it's one of them moves that I likely... Um, would actually look at, back on and go, what on earth was I thinking of there? Why would I think that he'd all of a sudden do well because it's a double game week? But um, Mars, what's your thinking on Chelsea? Um, you, you, are you, you agree? Uh, are you, the, you agree with Kyle? Yeah, you agree with Kylie on the fact that Giroud's, you know, good looking and all of that. Not not the football wise. He's not good that's looking. The, he's beautiful, Mars. There's uh, a difference between right. beautiful. He's beautiful, and beautiful and yeah. Good. He's very Sorry. pretty. Apologies. Yeah, yeah. It, not, not my style, but hey, you know. Um, Right, so Chelsea, it's an interesting one They are going for it right now They they are actually, you can argue, one of the form teams They've won, I think, three in a row They still have a sniff at top four Um, Although, you know, I don't want to jinx it for Liverpool But at the moment, it's not in their hands So all they can do is win their games And one of them is against Liverpool Now, they've got Huddersfield and Liverpool And I think... If there's going to be rotation, there will be the rotation in the Huddersfield game and he will play his strongest team against Liverpool because they've still got the cup to worry about. So where there is rotation, you know, you've got William, Pedro, 
uh, Morata, Giroud, these guys, you don't know who's going to start. At the moment, it seems like it's Hazard, Giroud plus one and Fabregas. So if you have William, you've been a little bit disappointed lately because he's been benched. Um, I can see Pedro getting some more game time. Um, now, I've got, if, if you look at their defence, they also have not been keeping a lot of clean sheets. But we talked about that. And as Kylie mentioned, they, clean sheets are, you know, like gold dust at the moment. I've still got Alonso. And I've got to make a choice of, is he, do I look at it as thinking he's fresh now because he's had three games off and he will come in and play both games? Or is the new boy doing well that he doesn't need to start both games? Do I sell him? But then that's just, you know, for me, I, I want to concentrate on attacking players. It's, it's if, if you do have Alonso, it's it's a big decision. And I, I'm, because I want to concentrate on my attack, I think I'm going to keep him. And then he'll be my only expensive defender. And he's and hope that he plays in both games and maybe angry at being suspended and maybe scores a goal or wants to fight for his final place. That's, that's my hope. Um, but I, I can see why people would go... Giroud, and I'm talking football here, uh, because he's getting... <laughs> <laughs> I love how you need to qualify that now. <laughs> well, yeah, every you time. know. <laughs> after your steamy <laughs> intro, Kylie, he, he's kind of feeling a bit probably, he's probably a bit hot under the collar, actually. <laughs> every, every lady we've had on has talked about Giroud and Morata in more ways than to do with football. We probably come Oh, yeah, Morata's nice as well. Yeah, yeah, a bit. <laughs> we'll cover the women's. We'll cover the women's World Cup or something, Mars, and we can be just talking about the attractive yeah, exactly. ladies that we'll see. As we well. can just yeah. talk. We can just talk about the wags. They, they, we don't need the. Oh. So <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> listen. I think Chelsea offer good options um, because they have. If you think about thirty-seven and thirty-eight, they've got Huddersfield and Newcastle at home, and in the middle they've got Liverpool. So they've got they've got three games. You've got uh, Liverpool at home, uh, Huddersfield at home, and uh, Newcastle away. So two home games uh, and, a, and, a, and an away game. And you could argue they could uh, get two two wins and a draw. That's my hope anyway. Draw against us uh, at, at best. Um, they they are they want to keep this momentum for the cup. Um, so I think he will continue. P- Picking his best team, but it's, it's just it's just that little bit where I think between Huddersfield and Liverpool, he might go switching between your Morata Giroud versus Willian and Pedro. I think Hazard starts in most games. Yeah, starts and hope probably will continue to disappoint a little bit for his price tag. I think well, that's the, the thing you have to keep yeah, on factoring in every time with him. Again, just like United, they're not explosive. As in, they're not winning. They're not blowing teams out of the water, and they're not winning four and five nil or four four one five one like uh, Liverpool and City are. So you kind of think like, is he worth that money? I think there's a lot of other players that are worth the money more than him. But the thing, he's a differential. So if you're chasing, why would why would you not go there? If you really want to chase, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, you know, if you if you go different, the community will have a got you. No, no one's going to have a got you. You pick your team. And it really depends on your position. And I honestly believe if you're chasing, there's absolutely no way right now with three games to go copying everybody else. It, it, that's if you are in a position where you you know you, you don't have a hope in mini league and you're too far out. Of course, if you're chasing a mini league when you're one place behind, then you need to look, be a bit more conservative. If because if you pick the same players as everybody else, you're not going to move that high. So it, it really depends. Yeah, I think you're talking to me pretty much, Maris. There. 
I did not want to say specifically. I did not want to say specifically, boss. Yeah, no, I appreciate I appreciate the advice anyway, Mars. Next up on tonight's show, we're going to do our Would You Rather segment. And um, this one was inspired by the amount of listener questions we got in that we're kind of debating which duo or treble of players we prefer to have for Game Week 37 and indeed for Game Week 38. Dave from Burnley asked this question and it was it was to do with assuming that Lukaku was out. He was wondering whether Rashford and Sané are likely to outscore Jordan AU and KDB. Um, so I thought it might be a, a funny kind of a fun game if we actually looked at at these kind of um, where there's two or three players and kind of decide which combination would we prefer to have. I'll come to you first on this, Mars. Um, what's your thinking now? I know we've talked about Rashford and our high hopes for him, but which combination do you think makes more more sense? Jordan Ayew has done well as a budget forward, and obviously KDB has been consistency itself even if he hasn't been the most explosive player. So which combination would you be going for, for Dave? This is an interesting one. It's actually more difficult than it looks like because, you know, Swansea are going for it and they need to go for it. And they've got, uh, you know, a couple of, of good games and IU has been involved in a lot. Oh, Just looking at, for me, actually, it becomes, is it Sane versus KDB? Because the other two is more of a punt, especially with Rashford. But right now, I would probably go Sane and Rashford because then that will mean that means that you you might have more money in midfield to play around. I would say Sane, Sane and Rashford. And um, would you agree on that one, Kylie? Are you lean, leaning on that side of the uh, of the equation? Yeah, pretty wholeheartedly. I for me, I would go Sane over KDB, no question. Based on what we discussed earlier, I think KDB over the course of a whole season is almost guaranteed to get you points and he's quite consistently one of the top performing midfielders. But if you're looking at a two-week window, which is what we're talking about in terms of game week 37 and 38, it's harder to pinpoint when you'll get those returns. And I just think that for the price, I would rather have Sane. And so I think then... It's almost a toy in cost. I guess it depends what you want in terms of IU versus Rashford. Uh, Sane and Rashford is quite punty, a combination, and arguably IU and, and De Bruyne might be more guaranteed for minutes. Um, IU certainly has a lot to play for, but I think that I would be inclined to go with Rashford and Sane. They seem the I more exciting of the two. Can we be controversial and say Sane and Ayu? Because it can't be the money that's stopping. I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like that. For me, Sane and Ayu. I I would imagine the only thing stopping him from doing Sane and Ayu is he might have uh, too many Swansea defenders, and then I would definitely rather have Ayu over a defender. Um, And then Sane and Ayu should be, if you can afford KDB and Ayu, you can definitely afford Sane and Ayu. And you shouldn't just go for the more expensive option because you've got the money. No, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I know that um, Dave is doing well this season, so he's uh, so I know he's probably protecting his uh, protecting his lead, and it's a good point to do with the IU and KDB being probably more nailed on for minutes. But um, as we already talked about, it's not necessarily minutes in this double game week, which will actually um, which will guarantee points. 
Um, we'll move on to Shamil Gilani was asking at Shamil G. Um, they were asking, um, I'll come to you first on this, Mara, since I, I left you out a little bit. You were kind of backing, backing up Kylie's comments. I want to see if you could actually come up with some gems yourself here. But um, <laughs> they were asking, I currently have Jesus, Firmino and Wood and was planning on taking out Firmino and Wood for Kane and Austin. But they're not that happy with Kane. They're saying they doesn't, he doesn't seem to be in great form at the moment. So is Aubameyang and Rashford a better option than Kane and Austin? No. No, they're not. I would go Kane and Austin. Kane is going to play the next three games and he wants to score as many goals as possible and be ready for the World Cup. Austin, Southampton needs to stay up. They might. Southampton Swansea is going to be a six-pointer and hopefully we see a lot, lots of goals. Um you don't know what team Arsenal are going to put out. Depends, obviously, depending. Actually, you know, depending what happening this Thursday. But if they keep putting kids with with Boomerang, he's not he's not going to get the service. Um, he might do all right. Um, and definitely, you know, if, did you say Boomerang and Rashford? Yep. That's a, again, you know, if Lukaku's out, then maybe Rashford becomes a, a really strong option. But you know, he could still play Martial up front if he wants to try something different now. You know, knowing Jose, he probably put Fellaini up front. Uh, I would definitely, definitely prefer Kane and Austin over Rashford and Boomerang. Yeah, Kylie, you coming down on the same side of that one? Yeah, I am. I, I don't love the idea of Austin because he hasn't been playing as much as he should have, to be frank, given the situation that they're in. But... I still would, I think that he's important in terms of their survival hopes. Tadic isn't going to run amok every game. So it will come down to him. And as much as I love Aubameyang as an option, I just wouldn't be looking past Kane. Not that I think that Kane is going to get five goals, but he could. And I don't want to be the person that doesn't have him. You don't want to be me, in other words, though, Kylie, because right. that will probably I didn't want to me. put it that way, but <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, that you mention it. Well, to be honest with you, the, my rank is, now, having said that, it's never a good idea to avoid a player, obviously, who's going to blow up and you really think is going to blow up, just trying to be clever going um, to improve your rank. If you're doing poorly, you want to get the best players in regardless. But um, the the Kane price tag is kind of a little bit putting me off in terms of I'd have to sacrifice a lot to get Kane in, and my double mid my double Spurs midfield I'm hoping will be able to uh, compensate somewhat. Who do you but, have um, as, um, It'll be Aubameyang, Jesus, and between Firmino and Rashford, really I'm kind of looking at. Unless of course I just went completely balls to the wall and um, put Giroud in there. But um, probably probably between Rashford and and just sticking with Firmino, it's 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 a definitely it's a risk because um, I think the double game week going into a double game week without Harry Kane is always going to be um, behind the couch stuff. Firmino and Otamendi will get you Kane plus a, a good enough defender. Yeah, I mean I know what you mean. Listen, like, like you said, you we, we laugh about it, but you, you're in a position where you can take risks, right? Because it doesn't really matter. What do you have to lose, right? You're not you're not in. You're not fighting for anything right now, and, I'm, and this is not a dig. I'm just saying for anybody in, in a similar position, this is the time to take risks, because if, most people will have Kane. So, what's the worst that can happen? You go back a f- few places, um, 
if he doesn't deliver and you have somebody else, then you're going to move up and maybe, maybe, maybe join the one million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, Kylie, he was sounding like he was really caring and, you know, yeah, offering, it was so supportive. Offering a bit of life, and then he just got the dig in right at the end. But um, thanks a million, Mars. I appreciate that one. And the little <laughs> giggle as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little giggle, yeah. Exactly. Um, the Kylie, the next one is for you, and this is um, FBL Booster was asking, um, Vardy and KDB or Aubameyang and Silva, which one would you rather? Personally, I'd rather Aubameyang and Silva. Um, I keep veering away. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm hating. KDB big time, yeah. I'm hating on KDB, and I it. It's. I think he's a great player. Um, I've had him at times during the season. I just what's think the that issue with, what's the issue with gingers? Come on, just be honest. I was, I was about <laughs> to say that. Yeah, she's, she's literally laying it on thick about Giroud and um, poor KDB, the, the only redhead and the, in the Premier League. Yeah. Look, yeah, I just think if there's such a short period of time. You know, if this was ten weeks ago, then I would be saying, I think that. If you are going to buy KDB and hold him for a long haul, I think that you will do really well out of him. It's just that I don't think that he's necessarily a great short-term option on current form. Vardy, look, Leicester are problematic at the moment, but Vardy certainly is the one that seems to want to do something, perhaps motivated by the World Cup coming up. But I know he hasn't scored in the last two, but but he certainly seems to be more inclined than his teammates. But I just, I won't have a Bamiyang in my team, but I would like to. I think that he is, a, in and of himself, he is a great option. Obviously, what Mars was mentioning earlier with respect to the service that he'll receive should Arsenal progress further following the match this week that could be questionable. And I like Silva. Now, Silva's performances have been better away from home. He's done really well away. And I believe the two city matches are at home. And there's also questions over whether he will play or not. But then are they that different to any other questions we have? Yeah, I think I'd go then. I shouldn't be yeah. because, to be honest, in my situation, I should be advocating for the uh, safe options. But I don't know. Yeah, KDB is probably he's probably marriage material, the kind of person you'd take home to meet your parents. And um, right. Giroud, Giroud would be the kind of person you'd just elope with to a Caribbean island for. You look good on a this, Caribbean island. This this this, this, this is brilliant. I'm loving it. <laughs> but um, we'll move on to single game week players. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, I have Zaha in midfield. An awful lot of people would. Um, but with Zaha, the likes of Salah and Bobby Firmino, um, as single game week players who have performed, Bobby Firmino probably a little bit less, obviously, than the other two. Um, but should players, should managers be holding on to them even with only two remaining fixtures? Uh, or what doubles, if you are going to sell them, what doublers should people be considering selling them for in a similar price bracket? So I'm giving you a, like a, a 0.5 million maybe up or down on on what your likely sell price is. Um, starting with Zaha, to be honest, I wouldn't be getting rid of Zaha. 
because he's in phenomenal form at the moment. He's scoring goals, he's getting assists, he's in a Palace side that are completely different than what we would have seen at the start of the season. And even though he doesn't have a double, he plays Stoke and then he plays West Brom. So I just think that you know that he will play and has great potential in those games to get you points, could end up being one of your top performers of that week for having held him. So, I mean, in a similar price bracket, you have Anatovic, who I do like as an option, but I wouldn't be changing Zaha to him just because he has an extra game. Um, in terms of the others, I think Liverpool is a bit trickier because largely because they're more expensive and so by virtue of that you have more options available and there's continued question marks over whether they will play or, or what level they will play at if Liverpool progress through Champions League. So we've seen Firmino in particular be rested. I know he played last week and then there's Salah I just think they play Chelsea. It's not that I don't think that Liverpool will score against Chelsea. I think that they will. But I would be inclined at this stage, because we are so close to the end of the season, I would be inclined to look at someone else. Salah gives you a lot of money. And again, you I mean, Ericsson is substantially cheaper than... Salah, and he's one of the more expensive mids that you could look at. If you were so inclined to go to the likes of Hazard as a differential, there is that. So, yeah, I and it's not a big jump from Firmino to Aubameyang. So I think that in the Liverpool cases, I would be more inclined to go. I just don't think that Zaha... I don't think that you're going to get enough from a replacement for Zaha to warrant it because I think that he is presenting great value at the moment. Yeah, 100%. That, that kind of price bracket, you're not really going to get someone who's um, who's going to be guaranteed minutes, even for one of the big teams and um, for any of the budget teams. You're, um, for any of the cheaper teams, um, you're not really going to replace them with anyone of his quality. Um, Mars, what's your thinking on on the Liverpool assets? I know a lot of people are looking at the selling Salah and they have been for the last couple of game weeks and he continues to punish people who do that. But um, what's your thinking now that with just these three fixtures for a lot of teams, but with two game weeks to go, what's your thinking on Salah and Bobby in, in particular? Salah is going for 37 and coming back for 38. So that's simple for me. I uh, I need a city midfielder and I can take him out and bring in a city midfielder. I actually didn't have him for... Uh, so he came in my um, free-hit team and I really agonised about the decision to bring him in or not. Again, based on my mini-league, the guy chasing me had him in his uh, pre-free-hit team. So I decided to bring him in and he did nothing, but that's fine, which is why I'm glad I didn't captain him. But it might... Fo- <laughs> I want a City midfielder. Because I don't have any, he's the easiest way for me to get into the City midfield. Yeah, as as for for Firmino, I think it's an easier one. There's, you know, 
there's a lot of options around Firmino that are probably scoring more and playing double. So you can, uh, you know, you can swap him around. It's, it's an easier one. Um, I think Salah will play against Chelsea. It's just the risk that I'm taking that he won't go too mad. And then, you know, depend, let's see what happens between now and, you know, tomorrow and uh, Chelsea and then the final, you know, just depends what happens really. If, if we lose to Chelsea, then he must play against Brighton because we need to win that game just before the final, if we get to the final. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've seen, uh, yeah, I see the debate. Yeah, I know. You know me. You know me, Don. I'm not going to jinx it. You'll <laughs> <laughs> try not to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what, what was that? That was Zaha. If you have Zaha, you, you keep him because the guy is just on, on fire at the moment. No need to sell. And they've got, um, nice fixtures as well. They don't have tough fixtures, Palace. So they're playing well. The only say, the only thing I would say is, if Zaha is the only player that you have and you're not taking any hits, then maybe Arnie's worth a punt because he's got two games versus the one, right? Um, but if you have other players that you, that are more expensive, like Kylie mentioned, and you need to bring in City, selling Zaha for Gundogan, for example, is no way. You, you don't do that. But if if you want to sell, you know, um, a more expensive player to bring in City, then you keep Zaha absolutely. Great stuff. Thanks, Marzi. Um, next up, we're going to, of course, look at our Game Week 37 preview. So in this section, we just basically look at the fixtures we like, the ones we kind of aren't that optimistic about. And we'll also give our captain picks. Um, um, we're actually renaming this section um, thanks to Paul Aiken, who, um, who came up with the Kane, is he less than able? Which um, I thought was very clever. So um, we're, we're, we're I know Harry Kane will definitely feature a lot in um, in this coming conversation. But Kylie, what's your what games are you particularly looking forward to in gaming thirty seven? Um, what ones maybe are you a bit apprehensive about? As you mentioned about defensively, that a lot of the um, a lot of our highly paid defenders aren't really living up to their billing. I pretty much don't want to look at any fixture that has one of my defenders in it. Because my defence is just a shambles at the moment. So that yeah, includes... Swansea, um, no, not even. I've got Cedric <laughs> from Southampton. Uh, look, oh. he's the best of a bad bunch. So I've also <laughs> got more... For a while. <laughs> can, I, can I say your team? Can I tell you who you have? You have Cedric, sure. Morgan, Burnley Defenders... And uh, probably you know how to defend that, right? Because you just copied my team. <laughs> no. Close. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not. You copied mine. I'm convinced. You've bugged my apartment somehow. Or have some sort of alien technology, which means that you can, like, pull messages from my brain from long distance. Well, he has access to MI5 satellites, so they can right, probably exactly. yeah, just look inside the window anytime you want. You know, uh, Mar- Mars, Mars is. Oh, sorry, Mars. I wasn't supposed to say that on the air. Now I've blown your cover. So right, we'll, de- we'll, we'll deal with it. Don't worry. <laughs> and then John is never heard from again. Yeah, yeah. He disappeared in the night. But uh, tell us what's yeah. your defence, um, Kylie? Anyway, and um, what's what's your uh, what's your thinking for thirty-seven? Uh, okay, are you prepared? So it's Bai who is going. Um, because he won't play by the sounds of things. Just watch. I'll get rid of him and he somehow will play. 
But um, it's him, it's Cedric, it's Duffy, who has awful fixtures. It's Morgan, who may only play once and is awful in and of himself. And then it's Loton. I have De Gea, who is the only one that I like. I hate all the rest. And Cedric, maybe he'll get Loughton, me an assist. Loughton you can stick with because I think Burnley, as much as they don't have a double, they've... Uh, They've they've returned the odd or a decent number of clean sheets, so I you probably be relevant. But a lot of them other players are right. They do sound a little bit. I I was shown I was cringing a little bit as <laughs> reading them out to me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. So I but I do have the, the rest of my team is is very strong. So I I am very focused on attack at the moment, and that strategy has been working for me. So I am obviously most excited about the City matches, but especially the Huddersfield one and Spurs. I think because I see that there is significant points potential for my players there. And so I'm hoping that that will go very much to plan. I'm also potentially bringing in Arnautovic, an upgrade for... Goodmanson, or if I decided to be super risky, I might look at moving Barnes for um, Giroud or maybe Rashford if if Lukaku is out injured. I haven't really given much thought to Rashford because I think it's so contingent upon what's happening with Lukaku. So, yeah, I just basically want to see lots of goals this weekend because I've already accepted that my defence is terrible. So I'm I'm comfortable with that. And I'd be happy if there were no clean sheets, except maybe for United. Just goals uh, yeah, everywhere. You, you just hope that every everyone has a shocker in defence. So um so your ones don't stand out from the crowd. Equal opportunity, you know. Equal opportunity indeed. Marzi, of course, we've talked about a lot of the teams who have double game weeks in um, this coming game week. So um, what what fixtures, is there any of them that are kind of catching your eye and is there any that people probably have been looking at and are optimistic about, but that you're a little bit more pessimistic about? And also, if you want to, then you can start kicking on to talking about who is going to be your captain picks, your Barlow and Baldwin captain picks for the coming game week. So, you know, apart from what we said, I really like Spurs fixtures. I like City fixtures. I like United fixtures. Just really, we're going to, you know, we're in the, at the mercy of rotation, but that's not, not nothing we can't, con- we can control. Um, I like Swansea, by the way, and I don't have any of their players at the moment. And uh, actually, no, I have King. Yeah, I just remembered that. Um, but Swansea, I really like their fixtures. They've got Bournemouth away and um, Southampton at home. And I can. You did it. Well done, Baba. Okay. Now lie down, please. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's staying in the pod now. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, Swansea. Swansea. I think Swansea are going to go all out to try and stay in. I like their manager. I like the way they play. And that Swansea Southampton game could be key. Um, And Bournemouth. Bournemouth are just not not at the races at the moment. So they are the the other team, apart from the big teams, that I like their fixtures, actually. And just because everybody now sold Vardy and Mahrez, watch them now go on, on fire. Great stuff. 
So, of course, the captain picks. That's our next section of the show. Marzi, I'll stick with you on this. Um, at Pask, FBL was asking Kane or Jesus as captain or even Sterling. Uh, Ricardo Zazoya was asking Sterling, William, Son, Jesus or Vardy for his triple captain pick. So um, obviously a lot of names there and um, there was more more listeners, of course, asked about their captains. But this game week with a double game week and a lot of people planning on playing that triple captainship, this is, of course, a massive decision. Um, so, Mars, who is going to be your uh, Barlow captain pick for 37 and who's going to be your risky pick, your bold one? It's a huge decision, to be honest. Like, okay, let's let's look at some facts that we ninety percent know. Kane is going to play both games. We know that, unless he's injured. I can't see him being rested. He might play one and three quarters of the game and give some time for uh, the other dude that I completely forgot his name now. The the striker that always scores with his head. Thank you very much, Kylie. That's that's team worked on. Um, Will Jesus play both? We hope so, and I think he will. It's a gamble. Is the gamble worth it? Jesus is on fire. Uh, well, City are on fire. Jesus is scoring, and City will create a lot of goals, but so will Spurs, but they are less of... You can see the confusion in my head, and I'm not trying to be more difficult on the pod. This is what's going ahead of most managers right now. Honestly, right now, I would say it's a, it, it's a, it's been on Kane for a while for me. So my triple captain is is activated. But it's going to be a last-minute decision on Friday before the deadline. Remember the deadline is Friday, people. Um, To to whom I go with, honestly, because it's it's one of those... Kane Kane can score a hat-trick in both games and Jesus could just get one in each or Kane can continue being the August Kane right now. Um, So, yeah, to sum up, my Barlow is either Kane or Jesus. You could also go Sterling, by the way. Like the guy is, if not scoring, is assisting, and you know that's he, he's so consistent at it. Um, the and sure, what I might do is come to Kylie actually first on okay. on her thoughts on that one, and then I'll come back to you, Mars, for your uh, for your Baldwin pick. Um, Kylie, who are you thinking? Are you? Uh, you're, I'm sure you're having a similar dilemma as Mars is, and anyone who owns Jesus and Kane. Will definitely be pulling their hair out right up to the deadline. But um, what, what's your thinking on it? Right, my thinking is pretty much exactly the same with all the same confusion. It's such a challenging one because we have so much emphasis on using this chip, and we just don't ha- we don't know. I mean, I. I feel like it has always been about Kane triple captain in 37 for me for for weeks and weeks. And I'm now suddenly at this point where I wanted to see more from him recently. And I don't just mean scoring more goals, but intent. And he just hasn't looked on it. And that concerns me. We know that Kane is well capable of coming out and delivering. He does do it at the end of the season, but he is back from injury. He's had confidence issues. And I feel like he's a player where, you know, we see it in the whole August hoodoo thing where media chatter and various other things psych him out. It's almost like it just gets into his head and has a substantial impact on him. And at the same time as thinking all of that, 
he's the captain that I would feel most comfortable with, but I'm not convinced that that would be the right move. I don't think that Jesus has a super high ceiling from what we've seen, but he seems a secure-ish option in terms of minutes, and I think that he will deliver points. I'm just not sure that he will necessarily outscore Kane. So it's like, you know, I've got devil's advocates on my shoulders here because I'm at one point I sound like I'm leaning towards Kane and then the next I convince myself thoroughly that that's a terrible idea and I should go Jesus. And I feel yeah. like that's the case for most managers at the moment because there are pros and cons for both. And Kane, there's always this fear factor with him. I'm not scared of not captaining, triple captaining Jesus. I think it could be the better move, but I am scared to a degree of not triple captaining Kane in case he clicks, even though all evidence to the contrary says no. Because we have been, as you said, it was the no-brainer. Everyone that was holding on to the triple captain was looking at Harry Kane for because we all figured that Man City would have the title wrapped up, so we were kind of ruling their forwards or even their midfielders out of contention for it. But um, just yeah, imagine but if Aguero was still in the uh, on the scene. Yeah, it would really put a, a cat among the pigeons. Yeah. Um, Holly, let's the, just ignore uh, them both and Captain Sterling. Yeah, I yeah. know that's a tempting option, honestly. <laughs> yeah, one thing actually to add on it is the triple captain. I know that um, we we did mention this before on another show, but like people talking about, it is just an extra thirty three percent bump on your uh, yeah. on score. Now I know in a double game week you're looking at more because you know potentially you know they're going to play two games or potentially they're going to play two games. It's not it's not certain. Um, but uh, it is something I think people do kind of freeze a little bit and kind of go a little bit too safe, thinking that it's such an unbelievably valuable chip, as we've seen with the chips in general. Um, I think we can overestimate just how much they can actually pull in. You can, like I know, Mars, you had a very good bench boost, and I know people can do very well with them, but in general, I think people do look ahead and kind of value them a little bit more than what than what they actually do haul in at the end of the day. Um, the uh, Mars come to you on your risky picks, so your Baldwin. So you mentioned Sterling a minute ago, but you're kind of counting him as being more of a, a Barlow captain pick, a safe pick. Um, who would you be thinking about if you just completely went ballistic on Friday night? Um, who would you be? Uh, who would you be going for? Alonso. Yes. So you're not going to go. So you're not going to go away from Kane or. Uh, you're not going to go away from Kane, so or um, or Jesus. I think my daughter's telling me to go Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Yeah. I think this is the game week where you choose one of those players, and I think most people will. You know, you don't need to look. Vardy could be an option easily. He loves scoring against Arsenal. Arsenal. The other option could be Son, for example. He 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 could qualify as a ball of this situation. I think anybody that you move away from the obvious ones, you know, like. Kane, Jesus and Sterling are probably the big three. Sane, Son, Ali, Vardy, they could all count as a Barlow. Oh, Yeah. Oh, Giroud. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think it might be actually one move that I might go. You know, we were mentioning earlier on to do with like having Hazard or someone like that for people that are looking to really to make a ballsy move um, for this double game week. Maybe an alternative to that would be to go for one of the midfielders, to go for Sterling 
as an op, as a as a you know an alternative to um to Jesus, and perhaps go for one of the midfielders as an alternative to Kane if you really wanted to take a bit of a risky punt on the double. But um, instead of actually just going for someone like Hazard um, or Sanchez, for instance, and you know in your midfield. But um, you know, I like them. I like them. Kylie, are you agreeing on those on those list of names in terms of the the midfielders and stuff? If you were feeling to go risky, um, do you think that's the way to go? Yeah, I do. I think that triple captaincy. I would not be looking outside of City or Spurs, to be completely honest. If I wanted to, I, I think that the most captained is likely to be Kane. And then I think we'll see Sterling and Jesus as well. And I think if you're going for a risky pick, then looking at alternative midfielders is is a sufficient risk that could deliver high returns. They have the best fixtures, those two, and while Spurs haven't been as explosive in terms of goals recently, they are an explosive team um, and they are capable of scoring four goals in a game. And City certainly can't stop scoring at the moment. So I would be inclined to take the risk on an alternative from that team. So whether it was a an Ericsson or Ali or Son or Sane, or someone like that. On to the listener question section of the show. Thanks very much, listeners, because we got a ton of them in. Um, Just Gabriel at Gabriel FBL Lens was asking, he has Loughton and Morgan, and he bench boosting in game week 37. He has 0.8 million in the bank. He wants to. He's wondering whether or not to take a hit to move both or move Loughton and hope for the best with Morgan. What's your thinking on that one? Has a quick answer for us, Kylie. I'd prioritise getting rid of Morgan over Loughton, to be honest. I think Burnley have a good fixture in 38. Uh, if he's not taking any other hits and he wants to take a hit there, he could. But I would get rid of Morgan. I think with 0.8 in the bank, you give yourself enough room there that you've got a few different options, including Swansea, who, as Mars mentioned earlier, have good fixtures and they're quite cheap. So yeah. I don't see a Morgan clean sheet. I don't even necessarily think he'll play twice. So I think yeah, it's I, time to ship him. And as you mentioned with the defenders is we can't really rely on too many for returning defensive points. And Burnley are one of the few exceptions to that. And they're not yeah. expensive. So even though they don't have a double, they're, they're worth keeping with. Um, related question. He asked um, best sub 5.3 million defender. I think that comes back to uh, Swansea. There are a few cheap city options if you have the stomach for that level of risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you and if you have your and if you have enough room, which you're because we all probably want to have as many attackers as yeah. we can from them too. So I think Swansea is definitely a great shout for the cheap defenders. Swansea, Burnley, you can't go wrong all year really with the with those. Um, Mars, we'll move on to JCX was asking F- at FBLJ was asking, uh, is he crazy to consider handsome, beautiful Olivia Giroud as a Lukaku replacement? Um, no, no, he's not crazy. I mean, it, it's an option. And uh, like I said, Chelsea are doing well. Giroud's playing. But I mean, it depends what other what other players do you have? And, you know, it depends on your situation. Like we said, if you're chasing blah, blah, blah. But for me, there's more important players to have like Jesus and Kane 
ahead of Giroud. Depends who you have. Jay. Next up, the question was from uh, John G, Grifters United, and we was wondering about his uh, feeling double game week players. But uh, as he mentioned on Twitter, he believes he's answered the question. So uh, so we'll we'll trust that you're sorted with that one, John. Um, next question up is from Dave from Burnley. Of course, was um, he he asked a question earlier on that we featured, but this one is to do with um, Rashford again. He's talking about is Rashford a captain option? Kylie, do you think would 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 captaining him would um, how crazy or how risk um, how risk friendly would you have to be to actually go for Rashford as a captain option this week? Should have to be pretty damn ballsy. <laughs> like <laughs> I I would not go there. I I still think that he's a viable, potentially a viable option to bring into your team if it looks like he captain. will get minutes. But definitely not as captain. Not for me. It could work. You never know. Great stuff. Thanks, Kylie. Um, FBL student was asking um, any good Salah replacements. Um, so he's looking for some ideas to replace Salah. Um, is it only really? And also, which Southampton assets you amigos would trust? Boomerang in or out? So a student got his value for money there with a few questions in there. But Sam, give us quickly your rundown again, Mars. Who would you be replacing Salah with? Man City midfielders, basically, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, Man City midfielders. And what Southampton assets? Is there any Southampton assets you trust? Tadic. Tadic seems to be uh, fancying a goal or two right now. So why not? If you want Southampton and you want somebody who's going to play in both games, then Tadic is your man. Yeah, and he's asking about Boomerang in or out. I'll answer that one for you. He's um He would be in. I wouldn't be getting rid of Boomerang anyway ahead of the double game week. This is what we've had him for. So uh, Well, 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 well. It depends what other players you have. If you're going to take him out to bring Jesus in, then I'd rather Jesus than Boomerang. Just saying, again, depends on your situation. Yeah, valid point. Valid point. Uh, Kylie at FBL underscore Rockstar was asking... He needs to play one of these double game weekers in 37. So he's asking between Cedric or Morgan, who would you choose? Oh my God. I keep on giving these. (laughs) (laughs) I keep, it's like I keep on trying to remind you of your defense. Yeah, you are. Well, I can say, I can answer this one really clearly. Run away from Morgan. Just run away. Don't look at him. Don't get him anywhere. Like, Third on your bench if you can't sell him or purge him from your team. Go with Cedric. Hopefully he'll get you an assist or a clean sheet. The, fun, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, because I have to look somewhere, uh, at my attackers, Morgan is my third defender. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because he's so bad, but he actually is. You never know. Maybe he'll get me a header here or there. Hopefully not an yeah. old goal. <laughs> if I don't play him, he probably will, yes. Yeah. Great stuff. Marzi, Mr. Walker Porter was asking, um, worth moving current double game weekers you have for other double game weekers? His examples that he's given is he's looking to get rid of Hart, Vardy, Son and William for Fabianski, AU, Sterling and Arnie. So what's your thinking on that? Potentially like it's mainly to do with hits, I guess, not really free transfers. Yeah, free it's, transfers, it's, it's a tough yeah. one. Normally I say, normally I say you stick with your double game week players. Because you brought them in for a reason. However, we're only two games, well, the double game week and then 38. So, you know, we are talk, We are saying now, if you don't have City players, you bring them in, even if it means you take away double game week players. Looking at the options that he said, 
do you, I mean, okay, listen, I wouldn't trust West Ham keeper with, with anything. So, I, but, but if you're taking a minus eight and bringing in a keeper, you need him to keep two clean sheets to even justify that or, or a clean sheet and loads of saves. Now, I think Swansea have a good chance of getting a clean sheet, but you'll get potentially, but we just said that clean sheets are a premium. Um, you know, Arnie and uh, selling Vardy, uh, Vardy could score easily. So I think, look, I will go back and say the same thing. Depends on your situation, depends if you're chasing, depending on where you are in the mini league or if it's important to you. And at the end of the day, have players that you really want, enjoy watching and want to do well in the double game week because there's nothing worse than having a player that you hate and then he does nothing because you're just going to hate him even more. I don't know if that helps, but that's what I do sometimes. Yeah, no, help. Maris, thanks. Um, next up, Kylie, Jonathan Strack was asking now, um, well, first of all, there's a kind of a triple triple transfer question, um, similar to our would you rather um, section. But um, he was asking Maris, William and Son to Sterling, Tadic and Arnautovic. Would you go for that one as a, as a trade-off? Uh, I would go for, uh, oh, it was Mares, William, and Son. I'd get rid of Mares and William for Sterling and Arnautovic. I would not get rid of Son for Tadic, personally. I think Tadic could do well, but it's it's based on one game, and even though they need to win, I wouldn't be getting rid of Son for that. But I, I like the other two options. I think definitely get rid of Mares for Sterling, no question. Yeah, 100%. Mares has been stinking up a lot of teams since uh, people brought him in with a lot of high hopes, but it hasn't worked out. Um, another question he had now, he was asking about the best Man City midfielder options. And we've kind of, we obviously have talked about them a lot. So hopefully he will have gotten some value in that section of the show. Um, he's looking to make up points on his mini league rival. So um, I guess he'd probably be looking at, if he wanted to really take a risk, it would be Sané versus Sterling. So go Sané instead of Sterling. Um, but um, it's, I think, I think as we mentioned, you're, if you're going for the likes of Bernardo Silva as opposed to David Silva, you are definitely running um, a rotation risk of just even featuring for like 20 minutes in each game or something like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, hopefully you got a little bit of value, Jonathan, in our Man City section. Um, Daniel Lynch at uh, at Lynch Daniel sixty seven was asking Salah to Ericsson and we did mention that one earlier on that uh, yeah the Spurs midfielders City midfielders are the ones we'd recommend probably if people are moving from Salah and Ericsson is definitely adds and um, he offers an awful lot at a cheaper price than what you're actually going to be selling Salah for so everyone should pretty much be able to make that move if they did choose to. Um, at John Smith's Murs was asking um, about Salah for Hazard on a one-week punt. So um, we, we did go over that one a lot. Hazard will be um, a very risky one, but it could be one that could majorly, majorly benefit you because his ownership is so low. Um, so if you have the if you have the cojones for it, John, go for it. Um, Prashant Tuiri at FPL Prashant was asking, he's saying he is doing Salah to Ericsson. Um, but he's also asking, should he do Azpilicueta and Barnes to Nocton and Vardy for a minus eight? Or should he go for Barnes to Austin for a minus four? So what's your thinking on that one? Personally, I wouldn't be getting rid of Azpilicueta for a hit at all. I, I wouldn't be downgrading to Swansea, even though they have 
arguably good fixtures. I think that you need to be keeping it simple there as Paqueta is a great option and could get a clean sheet against Huddersfield. I personally would just go for Jordan IU for Barnes and leave it at that. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, me and Kylie. Um, that's all we got time for on tonight's show. And uh, Kylie, thanks so much. You've been a fantastic guest as always. And uh, I think we'll have to find a permanent slot for you alongside the three amigos and the one amiga on our on our <laughs> show. But um, thanks a million. You're, you stepped in a short notice and um, I'm sure all our listeners will agree you, you did a fantastic job. But um, thank you for, for coming, for joining us. And a thank you to our lovely listeners for listening, sharing and liking the podcast. Uh, make sure to follow the Twitter account at Three Amigos FPL. Follow me at FPL Marple. Follow Mars at Mars05. Follow the absent, of course, but our lovely Dale at FBL Chef. And fi- follow Kylie at Kylie FBL. Best of luck in double game week 37. Booyah! One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo. Wherever they need us, our destinies lead us, amigos, we're always... Oh, yeah, people don't speak that way. Like, good day, mate. No. That's we, like Steve Irwin really style. Actually... We don't actually say top of the morning to anyone ever. <laughs> Shockingly, <here> no. Hannah, <laughs> oh, say hi. Hi. Hello. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>